Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to an episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master, as always, Ian Cusick. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing tonight, Bryce? I'm doing good, but I got a, I got a friend with me. Yes, we have a friend, uh, a returning guest for the first time in... Six months, five Six months, months or something like that. It's been... I like... think it's been, it's been like six months since his, since the last solo episode, but it's been five months since he's been on. Strike a welcome back, my friend. The Our first, first guest, guest ever. ever. Thank you guys for having me on again. I really appreciate it. You're tied with Raza now for four times, I think. I, I think that's <laughs> I think how you're it is, both yeah. in four. So, now, because we love you, the fans, and we care about you, it is 11.57 on June 7th, and you're listening to this on June 8th. I want to say a big thank you to Stryka for even putting up with this and actually even coming on. Nah, guys, I really appreciate it. Um, can't wait to get to it, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's always great having you back on, man. But um, thank of you. course, it only makes sense that we record this at the latest hour we could on a Friday night when these episodes go up on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. Because uh, NBA Finals is still going on, and uh, we just had Game Four. The finals finish up literally a few minutes ago. And uh, this was, you know, Bryce. You, you, we, Bryce and I were hanging out in a Discord call for ninety uh, percent of this game, I'd say. Yeah. And uh, Bryce had some, uh, he had some choice words about this game. So, Bryce, I'll let you uh, just say your thing. So to channel my inner Stephen A. Um, quite frankly, I'm disgusted. I mean, what I just saw from the Warriors, because I think Strike, I think I saw you tweet it. Is this game was winnable, but they were so bad on defense. They didn't care. They didn't play good defense. Steph, I need to say this about Steph. And twenty fifteen, you could tell you could talk about twenty fifteen all you want to me. Steph has never and probably will never be the best player on a championship team. He, it won't happen. Um, okay, barring them coming back and winning the series, which if KD don't come back, you just write it off. It's not going to happen. But he's he when the pressure's on, he's terrible. He's he's awful. The spotlight was on him tonight. He needed to have a big game. And he just... He disappeared. He didn't do anything. And Steve Kerr... I got a problem with Steve Kerr, too. I think Steve Kerr... His his rotations... The third quarter, I was... Ian could attest, I was screaming for a timeout. Bryce was absolutely livid. It was, I, yeah. <laughs> the Raptors went on this massive run in the third. Steve Curtis said, eh, they're fine. No timeout. Didn't call a single timeout. Didn't bring Clay in. Didn't, he didn't do anything. He just let the run happen. I'm just sitting there thinking, I could coach this team better. It's unbelievable. It's like they don't even want to win the finals. It's like they want to prove KD is important to them. It's like they just want, they just want to be made fun of. I guess, like this is unbelievable. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, obviously, first of all, we gotta give Rap- the Raptors credit. They've pretty much been the better team outside of one third quarter in Game Two, in my opinion. Uh, this is someone who is not a Warriors hater by any stretch of the imagination, but um. Clearly, there's one team that wants it, and there's one team that does not seem to want it. And what's funny is complacency's kind of been setting in from the 
start of the season, really, like for for on Golden State side, and um, truth be told, it's it just looks like the Raptors want it. They're getting, uh, obviously, luck does play into every championship team that's ever existed, whether it be injury luck or just throwing up shots that just go in, you know. The Raptors have everything clicking for them right now, and Monday could very well be over if Kevin Durant doesn't come back. So the Raptors deserve a lot of credit. They were the better team for pretty much 15 out of 16 quarters. I would agree with that. I think it's not even about – for games, I would say – Three and four. Game one, uh, the Raptors just dominated like the whole night. But games three and four for the Warriors were winnable. Those were winnable games. Well, maybe not game three. No, not game play. three. The Raptors got out of hand very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> this this game was winnable. Like they yeah, lost. A, they played a whole bu- they played better in the first half of game four. I know they didn't they kind of struggled offensively, but defensively they were they were active. Even DeMarcus Cousins got in the act, and then he just disappeared. Like, it's just – but then again, Boogie's coming back from an injury, which is hard to come back from. But it's 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 about the Raptors for me. I think it's more about the Raptors being that much better and taking advantage of what's been going on with Golden State. I want to correct what I said real quick. I meant game one and game four, not game three. Game three was the yeah. Raptors. But game one and game four, those were winnable Warrior games. Even minus KD, yeah, they could have won those games. I, I just think it's unbelievable that they've gotten this complacent. Yeah, complacency kills great teams for for some reason. And I mean, this Warriors team, it's on paper when everyone's healthy, this is one of the best basketball teams assembled that we've seen Maybe ever. Probably I mean, ever. Yeah. I mean, oh, definitely, definitely ever. Yeah. It's I mean, definitely one of the best. One of the best ever. Definitely up there for sure. So, like, mm-hmm. like you said, Striker, the complacency. It's just they're they're not really showing any real fight. You know, I mean, they're down ten. Steve Kerr is not calling a timeout. Not you know, making any sort of adjustments. It's letting Kawhi go off and put up another thirty point game. You you can't be letting Kawhi just do that without putting up a fight. If you're putting up a fight and Kawhi does that, that's nothing you can do about that. But they're just looking really complacent out there. They're not really showing any sort of fire out there. If the Warriors want to come back, they need KD to come back, and something needs to light a fire under their asses because clearly getting shelled by the Raptors isn't doing it. I I honestly just... I thought KD was going to be back for Game 4. Uh, it didn't happen. Uh, the fact that I honestly, I don't know. I think they're just hiding the severity of KD's injury because if Kevon Looney could come back after like two games out with a broken collarbone, KD could. If KD's injury is just a calf strain, he could probably be out there right now. Yeah, Looney's out there shooting with one shoulder. Um, KD should be able to go out there and play if it's just a calf strain. I was going to say, the severity of calf strains kind of vary. But at this point, with your season, your season's now on the line for good. Uh, you're definitely you're playing. in now. If you care, yeah. you're playing. On Monday night, he has, to, he has to be out there. If he's not out there, it's good night. I really, I really believe that. And even then, I'm not sure with, with how complacent they've been. No, I don't think they lose game game five with KD, but I, honestly, it has to be either KD just doesn't want to play, or they're hiding that it's actually worse than a calf strain. Because, I think KD wants to play. I think he does. So you think he's they're a, hiding that it's worse? I think I think the if it's been like this, I think the calf strain is a lot worse than they let on originally. Because I understand that cash chains vary, they're bad. Yes. But this is your season. Yeah, absolutely. You're out there. If you, You're out there. Cash chain or not. 
I mean, these last three games, these are winner-go-home games for you. So I feel like unless it's, like, you know, catastrophic, like after the season we're going to see Woj tweeting out that Katie had some surgery done to fix his uh, calf injury. I would have. I would assume that you'd want KD out there. I mm-hmm. mean, it's only Kevin Durant, one of the best basketball players of all time. I mean, I, I would assume that you'd want KD out there. But I mean, what do I know? Basketball is not my main t- my main focal point. So you know, so oh, bas- yeah. basketball is more your thing, guys. So I'll I'll leave the experts to that one. You know. Oh, I'm not. Strike is the expert, not me. Uh, well, nah. Strike has got the check. Stop, out, so. stop, stop. <laughs> SB, SB Nation employee Strike is the expert, not, not me. Eh. SB Nation's uh, employee with the check mark, might I add. With a, uh, yes. Stop, guys. <laughs> check mark with, with the, the occasional asterisk. Occasional I asterisk promise you, I'm, an, I'm just a nobody. I promise you. Hey, shout out, shout out to the Vox Union, though. Oh, God. Yes, they did. Yes, the Vox Union did reach an agreement. On a new collective bargaining agreement today, which is yes, pretty, which Shout is pretty out. big. Yes. Shout out to Vox. Um, but yeah, I mean, going even back to Game One, because Game Two they played the Warriors played well, and that's like how I'd expect them to play. They played good defense throughout the whole second half of that game. And then you look at Game One. I mean, they kind of just were overwhelmed. Which isn't like the Warriors, but I can understand it. Game two, they came out, they played great in the second half. Game three, they just weren't gonna win. I mean yeah. that no Clay, no KD can't win like that. Even this they game, played... I'm sorry, continue. I apologize. I that's all right, but this game, I mean, you had a good Clay was like the only guy that played good tonight. I mean. He was Clay was knocking down his shots. He was doing what he could on defense. Steph was just terrible. I mean, terrible. He was. I can't. I couldn't even believe it. He the moments after five NBA Finals, the moment is still too big for him, and it's incredible to me. Yeah, truthfully, as a as a huge fan of Steph's, this was just it was just bad. But I feel like he kind of regressed to the mean, because Steph put everything he could he possibly could into Game Three, and obviously there was little to no chance of winning when it's just Steph who's the only offensive threat out there. But uh, in terms of Game Four, I feel like Kevon Looney does deserve some credit for coming out and playing with that yeah. with one shoulder. Um, it's crazy. The two the two injured players, uh, other than KD, can't, the, the two they came back were probably their two best players tonight. Yeah, Clay and Clay and Kavon. Yeah, Kavon's yeah. Kavon's gonna get a nice little contract this summer, I'm sure. Yeah, the Warriors are gonna have to give him money. They need him. Yeah, He's... they're gonna have to give a lot of people money if they want people to stay. And even then, I'm not sure because we got some free agency, you know. Speaking of. So there's a lot of rumors flying. I know it's it's June 8th technically. We started on June 7th. It's now June 8th. It is now June 8th. Um that the Nets just made a deal. So they're clearing up some space. The rumors are flying. Strike, I'm sure you're sweating over Kemba over there. Um, yes, yes I am. <laughs> so so, Striker, we'll start with you. As a Hornets fan, what are you trying to see the Hornets do? Like, just retain Kemba or do more? Well, I think we got to clear some cap space in any way, shape, or form, whether it be uh, a wave and stretch uh, or a trade or something along that nature. Obviously, retaining Kemba would be extremely nice and because he has the supermax, uh, he's supermax eligible. It'll it'll be a, a nice payday for him, most likely, uh, as long as long as the Hornets give it to him. But uh, it's it's going to be a very interesting summer for the Hornets if if in some way they cannot retain Kemba. I think if we could just maybe we should just eat it for a year if we're not gonna if we're not gonna be good. 
uh, or well, we weren't that good anyway. But if if we like if we're not as good as we were last year, we should probably just eat it with the contracts we have. Get off, get salary off the books next summer, and then just go from there. You know. See, so like, is is the D Day plan like? Just let this next year happen and then aim for 2020. Or yes. 20, yeah, 2020. That, that's, that's if Kemba is not, is, does not sign with the Hornets. But if, if Kemba resigns, that would be great, obviously. He's, mm-hmm. He means a lot to the organization, of course. He, does, he, he damn near breaks his back for, his orga- for this organization every day. Uh, it's... It's but it's gonna be some some type of summer. So, are you opposed? Okay, who do you want it, the Hornets pick? They pick what? Number twelve. Actually, yes. So, who are you looking at for uh, for that pick? Well, there are plenty of prospects I'm looking at. Um, like, obviously, uh, realistically. Everyone will want one of the top three picks. Obviously, Zion is going to go to the Pelicans, number one, no doubt about it. But since the Hornets are number 12, realistically, looking at guys like maybe Bull Bull, Grant Williams, uh, Brandon Clark, if he falls that far. Uh, I'm not sure Kobe White will fall that far, but if he somehow does, that would be very great get at number 12. Uh Kevin Porter Jr. is another one. Um, there are plenty of others, but I'm I'm just throwing names out there at this point. Yeah, I mean the Hornets really need a lot of things. They just and need I, someone who can make winning plays, help the team win games. You know, that's that's yeah. what they should prioritize. They gotta. I mean, they gotta just. They never got Kemba help. No, never. Not at all. And Jordan got to step down. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's that's kind of what the Hornets should do, because that the summer of twenty sixteen was just bad. I mean, I saw it coming from a mile away too. Is we still have Batum is under contract for two more years. Uh, there is a chance Michael K. Gilchrist could opt out of his contract, which would be, in my opinion, crazy. Uh, Marvin Wayne. Mean- Marvin Williams and Bismack Biombo have already accepted their options, of course, because <laughs> they're because they're not stupid. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, right now it's looking like 2020 is when we're going to get off of most of these contracts anyway. So, obviously, so plan A is to re-sign Kemba for whatever he wants. Plan B is if Kemba does not uh, re-sign, then. Eat it for a year, maybe try it. I was gonna say the new the new tanking rules play a lot into this because it it's gonna be really interesting. I just don't know. It's just it's just a lot of what ifs. Yeah, absolutely. There's just a whole bunch of question marks at this point. So, Ian, if you're awake. I'm I'm awake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do I? I'm assuming this is asking about what I want for the Celtics this offseason. Well, season. you just watched the Celtics get annihilated by the black hole that is Giannis. Um, Kyrie looks like he's just already out. Yeah, he, I've accepted. He looks like he's leaving. It's been pretty clear that Kyrie uh, has checked out of Boston. He's I believe some, I don't I don't remember what it was, but there are some connections being made to the Nets. I'm the not, Nets, I mean the Nets, the Knicks have been making connections since like January. Yeah, people have been drawing connections now. to the Knicks forever, but I, I saw there was like a strong thing with the Nets. I don't know what the whole deal with that is because I haven't really been paying attention to that. But I, I don't, don't really know. I don't really okay. I'm gonna say this about free agency. I'm not. I'm not really trying to comment anything until July first, because. Nothing is true until July first. Nothing happens till Woj starts tweeting. <laughs> no, that's not even true. July first. Well, July first. So my question is like, 
my my question is really let's assume Kyrie's out because that's probably a safe bet. Um, what do you do now? <laughs> Fuck if I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that's just me being brutally honest. I have no idea. Um, like what? What did? Well, you okay, see, I've accepted so... Kyrie's probably gone. That's why I have no clue what the Celtics are going to do this offseason. I mean. They they've got a few first round draft picks to work with. That's well, cool. okay. Most of the them are later, th- and not probably won't account for that much. We only have one lottery, one lottery pick, and it's fourteen, so it's barely even a lottery pick. Um, well, I hear a lot, and I've heard a lot because you guys love being loud and wrong. Um, Emphasis on the loud <laughs> and the wrong. Not always um, wrong though. We we get one right occasionally. Um. What about this AD stuff? Like, what do you think about... I mean, I don't even know what New Orleans would want for... Uh, well, for I AD. heard... Well, okay. They they said they wanted, like... They wanted Tatum, Smart, and, like, a filler like Williams or Yavisele or somebody like that. I'm fine with giving away... I I can accept giving away Tatum. I, I could... I could... I accept it. I, I mean, it's AD. You know, like... When it comes to AD, there aren't a lot of guys that are like untouchable per se. I know I said Tatum was untouchable. Tatum, I can accept Tatum going to Los or not Los Angeles, New Orleans. Mm. Um, Three team deal with Tatum going to Los Angeles. I'd be interesting. I don't know how that would even. Yeah, no. Uh, Tatum going to New Orleans. I, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't love it because I do like Tatum. I think he's going to develop into a really good basketball player in the future. And I still think he's a pretty good basketball player right now. I just, if it comes to AD, I can accept him being used as part of the trade. Well, okay, but the whole deal is like, you gotta give up Smart, you gotta give up Tate. I know, and there's there's a whole risk that you get one year AD, and then what if he doesn't like Boston? What if he just doesn't like AD? And And now you don't get Jason Tatum, now you don't get Marcus Smart, now you don't get... Robert whoever Williams or Gabby Sele or whoever the hell else we add into the deal, then that's just an awful trade. You could argue now that, I mean, that Ky- uh, that Kyrie trade, I mean, I mean, I guess that wasn't too bad because that pick ended up being like Colin Sexton, so it's like, I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I I still think we won the Kyrie trade, even if it didn't have a good a good ending. I still think overall. I still think the Celtics won that trade, unless Sexton turns out to be an absolute animal, but like an all star or something. Um, so I guess it's just either like just accept Kyrie's leaving and just accept like... Kyrie's leaving, and then you see here's the issue at point guard right now. Terry okay. Rozier's our number two guy. He's probably leaving in free agency too. So now, well, he's on a restricted deal. That's right, he is restricted. So they could match. The question that becomes, though, will they want to match for a guy who's typically know, a bench Angel, guy? Ainge likes Rozier, man. Uh, Rozier isn't happy in Boston, though, so, I mean, he might... I know if, when it's a restricted free agent, there's a, a lot of red tape to go through with that, and obviously, if... Uh, well, I don't know how restricted free agency works in the NBA. I know in the NFL, it's... Uh, well, you just you, get a chance you to... Give him, you, give him a ten, you give him a tender... And based on the tender amount, uh, there's, like, draft picks involved and whatnot. And then... Um, I don't know if that's how it works with NBA. I'm not... In the NBA, you just you get a chance to match the offer. It's just that? There's no leverage to yeah, it? Yeah, right. not really. It's just if you match the offer or not, you could just choose not to. Yeah, so um, I guess in that case, they might just... I don't know. Um, all right, so I'm going to assume that... They don't match Rozier, so he walks, and Kyrie does not exercise his option, so he's gone. So, then, ideally, like, then, I don't, I don't, I don't know how this point guard as market is going to look in free agency this year. Kemba Honestly, and Kyrie, yeah, Kemba, Kemba and Kyrie, Kyrie are the top two, and, and they're not getting. We're not getting. <laughs> if Kyrie's walking, he's gone, and. Uh, I mean, I would thank my lucky stars if we got Kemba somehow, but that's not happening. Maybe, I don't even know. Conley might be on the trade block, though. I mean, I guess. 
That's a horrible deal. <laughs> that is a bad deal. Yeah, I think I think I'll I think I'll pass at that point. Just, just I I guess if if there's like a lower tier point guard in the market that might be able to break through, maybe go for him. Jose Calderon, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if that's if that doesn't turn out to be the case, pray to God we get someone at fourteen or one of the early twenty picks. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not looking good. All, all the good, all the point guards that you're gonna be able to plug in and start immediately are gonna be gone by fourteen. Like yeah. Garland, Garland, Morant, Kobe White, they're all gonna be gone by fourteen. Probably. So, so, so if that's the case, I'll. Yeah. I mean, you could reach for um the uh, Purdue point guard. What's his name? What is I'm blanking. Uh, Carson Edwards? Yeah, you can reach yes. him. Yes. Um, him at 14 if you want. I mean, maybe. we. I, if we don't get... We might have to deal with Rozier for a, for a little bit. If uh, mm. this draft class doesn't go our way. I guess I wouldn't have an issue with reaching necessarily... I wouldn't be thrilled with it, but if it happens, I'm not going to be, like, mad about it. I don't know. This um, is going to be a weird offseason. It's going to be a very weird offseason. And... I just don't really know what else to say about it. It's just going to... It's going to be a weird offseason, put it perfectly. Um, yeah, that that's it. It's just going to be a really weird off-season. All right, I guess it's my turn. Yeah, you're going to have the most fun with this one because, you know. So, being um, the biggest market in the United States, um, the Knicks have expectations that no one else does, I would think, in terms of if they don't get, I, I think it, between the Knicks and Lakers, I don't think either team. There's no other teams that get slandered like the Knicks and Lakers do in free agency. As maybe not the Knicks as of late, but this offseason is going to be different <laughs> because we're either getting players or we're getting slandered. Um, you might even get both, if we're being honest, depending on who well, you get for Well, probably, probably end up getting both, no matter what. But I'm going to be honest with you, because Scott Perry is promising New York a lot. He's basically promised us Kevin Durant. I don't know about Kyrie, but he has definitely promised us Kevin Durant. Like, he, like we have been, since the beginning of the season, all over Kevin Durant's index since the since October. That's all we've talked about as a fan base is Kevin Durant's index. If that doesn't happen, I don't even want to know what's going to happen to the city. I mean, obviously we're going to get a classic from Stephen A. Stephen A is going to be a lot of fun to watch this offseason if the, oh, the Knicks implode. Stephen A is going to be fun to watch regardless. Yes, but if the Knicks implode, I mean, angry. as much as I love Stephen A, the funniest Stephen A moments are when he's angry. Yeah, it's true. If you if the Knicks do something wrong, Stephen A is going to be the first one to get all over their ass about it, and he's going he's gonna to rip him a new one. I'm not that's ready for any other debate shows this summer. It's going to be so crazy. Uh, it's just... Because... We've already like the net. July is a very long way away, and the Knicks are already getting slandered because the Nets made the trade. So you can already know how bad it's going to be when the decisions actually come out and they're not for the Knicks. So I am very nervous as a as a fan. Uh, I don't know what Katie's thinking right now. I don't know what Kyrie's ever thinking. Um. Only Kyrie knows what Kyrie's thinking. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we have so many teams to worry about in terms of Kevin Durant. And I guess in Kyrie's case too, we gotta worry about the Nets and the Nets and the and the Lakers. For KD, we gotta worry about the 
the Warriors. We got to worry about the Clippers. We got to worry about the Nets now. We got to worry about, oh, my God, it's just, it sucks. And we won, we won 17 games last year, right? And honestly, I, that's not even, like, the biggest problem. And that's like the biggest problem isn't even the fact we won seventeen games. It's the fact that like we've been linked with these players and had these rumors for so long that if it doesn't work out, not only is the seventeen win thing like gonna get made fun of, we're just like the city's just gonna burn down. Honestly. Like this is bad. We we are in like DefCon one. Yeah, it seems that way for sure. We the Knicks Knicks fans have not stopped sweating since KD strained his calf. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to matter for next year that that calf strain unless it's a lot worse than it unless it's unless it's a little bit lower than the calf if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to know um, what I mean. I think you yeah, do know what he I, means though. Oh, I know what he means. But I, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's that. Um, it, I'm sure uh, I'm sure KD is going to be uh, extremely uh, weird with this whole situation anyway. But we'll see. Oh man, I'm I'm stressing out just thinking about it. It's going to be a stressful free agency for a lot of us. I think for all three of us, I'm sure. Not uh, really for Ian. It's not it's much gonna be stress. A, it's I'm just not gonna be, stress. It's just, just going to be sad. It's just going to be, what the hell is going on? This is going to be sad, really. <laughs> not really stressed, it's sad. But I think we can move on to uh, our next uh, next business yes. order of so, business. Um, you know, NFL, things have been pretty quiet. Um I mean, aside from Tyreek Hill, we can talk about Tyreek Hill for a sec if you want, because just today or yesterday, I know, Bryce, we didn't even talk about this when we were playing in the episode, but um, there are no charges being pressed on Tyreek Hill by the district attorney's office for uh, what he did, or allegedly did, I should say, because no charges being pressed, per se. I'm not, I don't really want to comment. I don't really yeah. know the situation. I know, I know the situation. There's, it's, um, there's still some developing aspects, but... That's been like the big I, story of the off season so far. Like I don't have I don't have all the evidence. I don't have all the information, so I don't really want to speak like, like that. Right, but um, what it has been going on kind of under the radar. Well, not not so much this first one, but uh, Gerald McCoy he got released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he was kind of a cap liability and. Although I would have probably tried to restructure it. That deal was just massive anyways. But um, he wound up signing a one-year, $8 million deal with the Carolina Panthers. And they now have a crazy front seven in Carolina. Um, yeah, yeah, they do. I think um, the addition of someone like this for the Panthers is really nice, Yeah, especially adding uh, Brian Burns as well in the draft. He's going to be a solid player. Uh, I think the, the Panthers are going to be pretty nice on defense this year. Their offense, I don't know, Strike if you want to comment <laughs> on the Panthers at all. I don't know if uh, – uh. Do you rock? Do you care about football? Like, do you rock with the Panthers? I don't know who your football team is. No, not really. I mean, I like I like the Panthers a lot. I like Cam Newton a lot, of course. Um, but I I just I'm I'm not I don't really I'm not really like a fan of the Panthers. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I I think McCoy is um. It's a good pickup. It's a great. Pickup. That's a good piece. That's a good piece for them. Very I don't good. know. I don't know what to expect. The Panthers are just strange, man. Because I mean, whenever year, they you were... expect them to be good, they're not. They're not. Whenever you don't really think about them, they wind up being like insane. 
Well, last year was just a nightmare. They started six and two, and uh, and they finished seven and nine. <laughs> yeah, that's just North Carolina professional sports at its finest. I mean, they don't let any, North Carolina doesn't get anything nice. Pretty much, the Hurricanes making it to the to the conference finals was uh. <laughs> like was maybe the. Oh yeah, I know. Yes, I know. Ian was. Yeah, that, um, was, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, fun for you. Um, Although I, I shouldn't be commenting too much, the Blues series has been stressing me out, and anyone that follows me on Twitter knows that. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that everyone just left the show. That's nuts. <laughs> All right, but um, yeah, back back to football. Uh, well, actually, you know, you you were just talking about Carolina sports, Strike us. So why don't you? Uh... I was gonna. Well, either way, I. You guys described the Panthers pretty well. I'm still in shock that they somehow finished seven and nine, but obviously the season is the season really starts in the last maybe in that in that time period where the Panthers struggled. That's kind of where the season really begins. You know, you're not yeah. you're not buried if you're like three and five through eight games. You know, right? But but you're also not a you're not firmly in the playoffs if you're like seven and one through eight games or six and two like the Panthers were. But it's it was just a it was just such a bad ending, you know. I I just they're they're special, that's for sure. They are something else. Uh, did Von Miller like ha- has Von Miller ruined the Carolina Panthers? Uh, in Carolina sports. Yeah, I was. I mean, the Hurricanes have been kind of mid for a while now, and then you got the Hornets, obviously, that are just the Hornets. I don't know if there's a more. Carolina sports probably the most cursed thing I've ever seen. Honestly, I was gonna say I would say DC sports, but they at least won. No, they've gotten a championship. They've they've gotten a championship ever. I mean, the Panthers have never won a Super Bowl. The only championship that North Carolina has is a hockey championship. When did the Canes win? Oh, 06. Okay, so. They beat beat Edmonton in seven. I see. Um, I mean, the Hornets. The Hornets missing AD. I mean, Jordan buying them. (laughs) Um. Oh goodness, this is gonna be bad. Just it's like the long list where just being the Bobcats. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> the that was a fun Bobcats. time. Yeah, that a was two-time a time. Uh, playoff appearance. Charlotte Bobcats with also seven-win season. Did you know? <laughs> yeah, seven-win you... seven-win season. I didn't get. Throw back to NBA thing. Live 2004, where they didn't have any actual players on the uh, Charlotte Bobcats, so every player was just their position name. That's a fun memory I have of that game. Their power forward yeah, was literally um, named P forward. P forward. Oh. I have to go back and look that up now. <laughs> oh yeah, no NBA Live 2004. That I, that was one of that's my favorite awesome. games to play growing yo, up. Yo, I'm yo, I'm crying, man. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> P forward. P uh, guard. The center was C was a C center because it's only one C center. <laughs> I'm being 100 percent serious right now. Seriously, like, don't look it up. This is this is where you get content at this time of night. Oh yeah, yeah. and they were, they were all like 50 overalls too because no one knew oh, there weren't any real players. They're all just... oh, yeah. So seriously, yeah, look it up. It's I'm being 100 percent serious. I mean, and P guard is good and P forward. Oh my goodness, it's just it is 12:35 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, episode's gonna be going up yeah, in twelve time, hours. Yeah, for uh, North Carolinians, you know. <laughs> oh man! So what? What else? We talked about McCoy. Didn't yes. We? What else did we have so, uh, for the uh, NFL? There were uh, a, a top one hundred free agents list on NFL.com, and obviously the main bulk of free agency has already passed. But uh, according to uh, TouchdownWired.usatoday.com. There are 10 free agents on the market still that were on the 100 best free agents list that are still available for teams. A few of these names are actually kind of interesting that, uh, you know, 
you would think that people would still want him, or teams would still want him, rather. But then there's a few that kind of make sense, like, you know, they're not that good. Um, so there are ten names on this list right here. Like I just said, some of them good, some of them not so good. Uh, the, for, the first, oh, I should say it before. Uh, none of these guys were better than 50th on the list. And even 50th, I don't think, was the best name on this list. So, number 50 from the New York Jets, Morris Claiborne, a cornerback. I mean, he's he, he's a solid corner, I guess. He's not he's not the he's not a great corner. I guess you could call him a good one, I guess. But I mean, he's not like yeah. I'm having a hard time describing him because he's just kind of there. He's not... He's like a death corner. He, he'll like be a, a two he's or a, three. He's, a, he's definitely not a number one corner anymore like he was with the Cowboys. I mean, was he even really a number one with the Cowboys? I guess he was kind of a one, number one with the Cowboys, but... uh, I, I mean, he, he should be signed soon. I would have to assume that a team's going to need cornerback depth. You know, like probably, the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs. That's, yeah, that's Chiefs literally would be a good spot for him. That's literally a natural fit right there. I mean, they need corners. They, they need defense, really. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Claiborne, I mean, he's definitely going to be a solid piece for whoever picks him up as a number two or number three option. Not going to be a number one option. If you put him on your on a number one wide receiver on defense, he's going to get exposed. It's it's that simple. Isn't it? Um, at number fifty nine on the top one hundred list is uh, Jay Ajayi, a running back who was last on the Eagles, unless another team picked him up and I didn't realize it. But I think no, it was the Eagles. Yeah, yeah so Jay Ajayi. That's an interesting one because he was really good with the Dolphins. And then they traded him to the Eagles for nothing. And then he kind of flopped with the Eagles. So it's kind of interesting now to see, is a team going to... I mean, he's only 25, so he's still pretty young. Yeah, I could see him. He's probably a good number two back, third down back. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. With the Dolphins, he was sick with the Dolphins. Man. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, sheesh. I don't know if he was just hot then, but... He was I mean, he, that Miami team was he's one of the shining points of that Miami Dolphins team that was otherwise kind of dog shit. So, I mean... Yeah, he's cool other than being an Arsenal fan. That's the, that's the number one. Oh, what are you trying to say? Hey, hey, oi, 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 oi. <laughs> All right, and everyone that didn't he's leave during the hockey it. talk is now officially left. What are you trying Chelsea to say fans. there, Mr. Chelsea fan? Uh... I'm not a Chelsea fan. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Haha, yeah, I know what we're talking about. <laughs> I wish you did, because we'd get a lot more content. But please continue. <laughs> I don't even. I, I've, I completely lost my train of thought there. We're talking about JJ. Yeah, we're talking about JJ. I just don't know. I mean, JJ, yeah, he's a good player. I mean, I still think he's definitely got. Some gas left in the tank for him. I mean, he's only twenty five. Yeah, he he's can just, help. He can help. He can definitely get another six or so years in the NFL if he stays healthy and whatnot. Yeah. Absolutely, he's got. He's got talent. So I mean, I don't know how many teams are in need of a are in dire need of a running back right now. But um, off the top of my head, maybe like the Buccaneers. <laughs> Uh, they got that one. They got that one guy though. I mean, he could be. Oh, uh, they have Peyton Barber. Pay, or um, Peyton, Jones, Bar Peyton, Peyton Barber. Barber. Yeah. Peyton Barber. Yeah, he's pretty. Nice. I don't know. I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head. Maybe like they can go back to the. I know the Falcons. They lost Coleman. So they lost Coleman. To, that's right. Yeah. They can go to, like, oh yeah, did. I forgot. I forgot about yeah. that too. Tevin Coleman. That was kind of just. Uh, yeah. He went to the forty. Maybe the. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Maybe they go back to a, a Freeman, Freeman, a Jai one. Two, they go from Freeman to Walmart Freeman <laughs> in the backfield. <laughs> hey, I mean, I could definitely, I could probably, I, I could see a Jai going to uh, Atlanta because uh, I, I don't, I don't know who uh, their number two running back is going to be. Nobody. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. That's a name I've heard. <laughs> is he? Is Steven, Steven Jackson's not still in the NFL? Is he? 
No, no, no. He was just so good on the Falcons. I thought they just took it back. You know, he was he was not good on the Falcons. No, he he had a couple rough years with the Falcons. I don't know if it was a couple years. So, I don't remember how long he was with there, but. So who's next? Patriots legend Stephen Jackson, by the way. Um, I don't think he actually uh, did. He even play a snap for the Patriots. No, he did. He so. played a few. Oh yeah, he actually he did play a couple. He played a couple games, but. Yeah. Um, all right, Siri. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> so third up on this list, number sixty-nine is uh, I got I always forget how to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Corey Leggett, I think is is how you pronounce it. Let me uh. Mm-hmm. Leggett. Leggett. Okay. Is it? Is it legit? Yeah. All right. It's very legit. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he last played for the Chargers <laughs> for. Yeah, he last played for the Chargers. Um, decided to get a little younger at the position because he is 29. Getting, I mean, defensive tackles they don't age as fast as other positions like running back and whatnot. But um, the Chargers have been getting younger at defensive line. Uh, this guy, he's been mostly a run stopping defensive tackle, which I mean, run stopping is it, some schemes like that better than others. Uh. His big issue is that he is coming off a torn quad, mm. and he did just have surgery for that. So there's obviously injury concerns, reaggravating that sort of thing. But, Anytime uh, you could get defensive depth anyway, if you, this that's someone you can sign and bring into your camp for sure. Oh yeah, he'll, he's definitely going to be getting called. He has to be on a team. He has to be. Because yeah. like I think he can really go to any team. Like, maybe not, probably, like, mid-season because injuries will happen, stuff like that, and they'll bring him in off a, off a small deal. I can see that happening. So I don't really know if there's one team in particular, but he'll probably get brought in. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think that's right. Who's next? Um, number 73 is Michael Crabtree. Oh, sorry, receiver. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's definitely not who he used to be. He's not he's not college Michael Crabtree. I don't think he's been He hasn't really that, I mean, he's ever been, since, He's not uh, incredibly terrible, but he, yeah. he's like average now. Yeah. Ever since ever since Sherman clowned him on national TV. Sherman, oh, yeah, Sherman ruined just, Michael yeah. Crabtree. It's incredible. He kind of did. And then to leave Kind of like Tom Von Miller ruined Kim Newton. <laughs> Nah, Von Miller just ruined everything, man. He's just, he's a beast. I mean, but, yeah, Michael Crabtree, he's going to he's gonna be another one that's going to be eventually signed by somebody. Yeah, like, that's oh, good, for sure. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really good two or three receiver right there. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised Baltimore say, just didn't don't let, to him. Just don't let the Patriots sign him, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they they don't need him now. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it if they picked up Crabtree, but I don't think they need him at this point. He doesn't really like. Okay, I know everyone can kind of work in that system, but like Crabtree, it's like why? Uh, Yeah, I mean, if Demarius Thomas isn't able to come back immediately, I don't see any harm in at least bringing him in for a workout, seeing if he's still got anything left. Um, I mean, bold to think Demarius Thomas has anything left either, but. Yeah, he's coming off a real serious he's coming injury. Off a, right? He's coming off the Achilles injury. Yeah, so, he's, oh, he's yeah. older too. He is older. Yeah. Isn't he? I mean, yeah. I don't know. This, I'm not sure how much move. I'm expecting Demarius Thomas to even contribute this season. He might not even make it out of training camp, if we're being honest. But um, yeah, I could. Yeah, I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't hate Crabtree. He's not like he's not a speedy guy. He's more of a possession guy. But um. I can they do like their possession receivers out there. They do, yeah. They yeah. they don't really have a lot of burner receivers. They never Philip Dorsett, but he's just kind of there. He doesn't. He, he he's he's the speed guy on the team, but he isn't used that much. Yeah, because Brady can't do that anymore. I mean, he can. It just doesn't really. No, he can't. He can't. He That's why they don't. They they can't use not like that. That's why I'm sad Neil Harry went to the past because we won't. See him do anything fun. He's just gonna run slants. You know, we'll just see, yeah. we'll see about that. 
No, that's exactly what's going to happen. You know it, too. You can lie about it, but whatever. I mean, Brady had some nice deep balls of Josh Gordon last year. Let's just... Well, let's Josh just... Gordon is not there. Well, he's... It's questionable with Josh Gordon right now. But, um... Back to Crabtree. Again, this is a guy who's not... He's still going to have a couple more seasons left in him, for sure. There's... I'm not yeah, really. Obviously. I'm not really sure why Baltimore got rid of him or didn't bring him back. I don't remember if he was on his last year of a deal or something. I don't know. But um, again, he's not a deep threat guy. But in an offense where Lamar Jackson is your quarterback, you shouldn't. Nobody's really, a deep threat guy. You don't want deep threat guys if Lamar Jackson's. Your <laughs> Nobody's a deep threat with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Which makes me wonder bro. why they drafted Hollywood Brown. Yeah, the best deep sense. threat wide receiver in this draft. They're going to try and use him like Odell on the slants. Hey, I mean, maybe that'll work. I mean, Odell. No. It, it's, Odell, Odell is Odell, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, Odell, one of the top receivers in the league. So, I don't know if Hollywood Brown has the uh, top three receiver thing going that Antonio does. But uh, we're talking about Antonio. Bringing up different people now. Whatever. <laughs> uh, here's someone. Yeah. Here's probably the first guy on this list that like I can see why he's not on a team right now. Kelvin, one biscuit away from being a tight end, Benjamin. <laughs> sure, he could get on the line with the Panthers. Get him back. Get him back to Cam Newton, bro. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, Kelvin is just. You know, I think every I think every Panthers and Bills fan is just like, nah, <laughs> not <laughs> those guys. Yeah, add, Chief, add Chiefs fan, add the uh, Chiefs fans to that list too. Oh yeah, I forgot he was on the Chiefs. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, tried, he, to, he tried to sneak a Super Bowl berth with the Chiefs. Yeah, how'd that work out? Oh, I was gonna really do Chiefs. It didn't work out. <laughs> That's what Cousins is trying to do, too, right now. Yeah, and that's not working out well, either, is it? Yeah, he's he's not boogieing anymore. (laughs) Honestly, I'm kind of wondering if Calvin Benjamin has... If, is he still, like, 260 or something right now? Cause, uh, I have no idea, dude. He's I probably mean, still useless. Oh, he, yeah, he's he's definitely... I don't think I don't know if he's going to get any, like, serious calls. He might get a workout or something, but... I was going to say, he could... <laughs> he I probably mean, he would show up. That's, that's a workout followed by a, <laughs> by a Chick-fil-A run. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, we want to bring... Oh, my Carolinas, God. So, uh... Hey, those biscuits do hit. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> uh, I never had Bojangles before, but I've had Bojangles. I, mean, I highly recommend it if you come on down here. <laughs> I had Bojangles once oh. down in Georgia, and let me tell you, it, it, the biscuits are good. So, I mean, <laughs> are they know, like are they not like Popeyes or? I I don't remember. No, nah, it's they're a whole lot different to Pops. All right. You you will still need a drink to to it. Uh... Oh, am I still gonna need some water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might need some some to something to uh, uh, wash it all down. Yeah, I feel. So who's but, uh, next? Yeah, so but yeah, Benjamin, just gonna you know. Benjamin's probably just gonna fade away into nothing and probably like Eddie Lacy. Put on more him and Eddie Lacy. Yeah, he's gonna, join, he's gonna join the Eddie Lacy. Shout out to the China food. China the Eddie Lacy Guild of Skill Players that got fat. <laughs> Which is how many people? Like two. Um, Yo, he should get the contract. Oh, Keyshawn Johnson got. got pretty fat after he retired. I don't remember. Okay, that's he, after he retired. Not. I don't. That's I don't different. know. I don't, yeah. I don't remember too that much. That doesn't of him count. He didn't, he didn't play. I don't remember much of his playing days. So that doesn't count. We gotta talk like while they were playing. While they were playing, yeah. No. Um. I mean, probably just those two. C.J. Anderson put on some. Uh, Put on some weight. Mm, he, he was got, not. He yeah, but he was him. off. Yeah, he was off those, and he was still good when he came back. So. Yeah. So. I'm give, him a, give him a pass. Yeah. So right, right now, two guys that come to mind, but there's probably more names on that list elsewhere. But um, at number 88 on this list, we got Muhammad Wilkerson, who, frankly, should be on a team right now, but um, I mean he's. Arguably the most talented guy on this list. Yeah. As an edge rusher, he hasn't really had anything in terms of injury issues. 
but he did just get a DUI. So that's going to... Listen, bro. That probably won't turn teams off, if we're being honest, but it's probably not helping his case. Listen, bro, Chiefs don't care. So Yeah, no, Chiefs, Chiefs got the... <laughs> Chiefs don't care. <laughs> the Cowboys don't care. They might throw him in there. That that That's a Cowboys signing right there, if I've ever seen it. Kind of is. Chiefs or Cowboys. <laughs> Chief, well, the Cowboys, uh, I guess they don't really need another edge. They, I mean, have, they did lock up DeMarcus Lawrence. Paramount with DeMarcus yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. Could work. I don't know, man. It's I mean, depth, and you need depth everywhere. So Yeah, if you can... I don't remember who their other edge, their main edge guy is other than uh, Lawrence. But if you get a rotation with uh, him, Wilkerson, and Lawrence... That's pretty good, man. That's 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 very good. I I would love that signing if they did that for the Cowboys. But um, at number 91 on this list, and frankly, someone I was surprised was even a free agent. I didn't realize he was on the free agent list right now. Uh, Glover Quinn. Oh. Kind of an interesting one from the Detroit Lions. Well. I mean, he's a, he's a talented free safety, and this was a very saturated free, uh, free safety market this offseason. You saw a lot of guys being shifted around, but... Um, <laughs> Glover Quinn, I mean, I'm kind of shocked he's still a free agent right now. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. as well. He's a pretty good player. He'll probably get picked up. I don't know by who, but he'll get sometime. Yeah, he'll get he'll get snagged up for sure. Yeah. Someone else that uh, is absolutely going to be snagged up just below him at 93, also a safety, but he plays more strong safety. Eric Berry. This I feel bad for Eric Berry. He, it's not fair what's happening. It's not fair. He, yeah. One of the best safeties just, in football. Got cancer. Can't stay on the field. Just when he's injury healthy, after injury. When I he's mean, healthy, he just, he's a top safety in the game. He's up there, man. But that's he's, the issue. He can't he's stay incredible. Healthy. He's just, I mean, I don't think there's been a more unfortunate career than Eric Berry. Because he's really. had a like, solid you can, career. But it really you, makes you, you think, can, how much more could he do if he didn't get sidelined every other season with something. It's a shame because he's such a good guy. I mean, Good guy, great player, he's just unfortunate yeah. in every way, too. I mean, even with, like, the cancer thing that he had to overcome in the middle of a season, then he yeah. tore his ACL, like, twice. I mean, he's played, he's played three games in the last two seasons. I mean, that's... it's just – that's why I just – I don't know, man. I don't know if he gets another chance – I, I don't know if he even should go for it. I, I mean, hope someone gives him a chance, and I hope that yeah, if but, he gets that chance, he can stay healthy. I don't know, man. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. It just, just it doesn't, and it's it's, it's bullshit. Sad. But... I mean, he's a great guy, great player. It's just he's just unlucky. I feel bad. I love Eric Berry too. He's one of my he's one of my favorite players, and just. Just can't stay on the field. Exactly. You know, it's Eric Berry. He, like like we've been saying, great player. When he could stay on the field, top safety in the game. But he just couldn't. He just couldn't do it. It was, uh, it was a lot like Jamal Charles. You know, when he was on the field, he was insane. Not really. Okay, not really. I mean, it's, it's Jamal a little... Charles. Jamal Charles had like years straight of just dominance. Well, Eric Berry had years of really well, not that well. Not like Jamal Charles. Not like did, Jamal though. Charles, I guess. He never went more than two seasons playing more than ten games. Yeah, Jamal had like a couple good years, so I don't think it's it's even worse than that. We're moving on. Uh, yeah, moving let's on. move on. We got two more names on this list. And the first of it is Derek Morgan. He is coming into free agency from where exactly? The Titans, I think. Oh, no, I don't remember actually. Yep he he has played for the Titans his whole career. Now a free agent. He's thirty years old, so he's getting kind of on the older side for edge defenders. But I mean, I mean, he yeah. can. Titans I, should just bring him back. Yeah, probably. Well, maybe I mean, one year. 
I can't yeah. see him being more than death. Like he's not gonna start on a probably not. He's or anything. I mean, the two last season he only had half a sack, but the two seasons before that he combined for sixteen and a half. So I mean, there might still be some production there if he's and he, it's not like he had injury issues or anything. He's been able no. to consistently play thirteen plus games. Which is good. Yeah, it's that's solid. I mean, maybe just a deaf piece, just bring him in, maybe some veteran leadership and whatnot. I could see that being, yeah. a, being a spot for him. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Alright. Alright, Strike, so are you done for another mic? Or... <laughs> <laughs> huh? Oh, you, in terms you, of. Yeah, I'm kind of tired. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. You just didn't. All right, so uh, we got one more on the list, and uh, he's coming in at number 97. Also an edge rusher. seems like there's a lot of edge rushers here. But uh, Nick Perry from the Green Bay Packers, he's... Yeah. Yeah, he's he's someone I'm kind of surprised hasn't been, got, hasn't been picked up yet because he's been good in the past pass rush. He's been good at stopping the run. Um... I had some injury issues this season. Didn't get on the field as much as he would have liked to. So that definitely hindered his production. But, um, I mean, he can. he's still good for a five-plus sack season, I would say. I would say so as well. Yeah, I think he could pull together a five-sack season again. Yeah, someone... He could probably start somewhere. I'm sure he could. He's, he's a little younger than Derek Morgan. He's only 29. And... I, if he's, if this injury thing isn't going to affect him that much, if, you know, it's just unfortunate this season, he's, if he's going to be healthy next season, I think that a team's going to pounce on him and he's going to be a steal this, this uh, off season because the production's there, you know, he had 18 sacks the two seasons before last. So he had 11 in 2016 and seven in 2017. Uh, both of which he played at least 12 games. So yeah. I still think that he's definitely got gas in the tank. A team's going to pick him up, and he's going to he's gonna be a steal, which I just yeah. think is ridiculous that he hasn't been signed yet. So, yeah. I, I totally... All right. All right, so... I think that's it for... That's all for football. football, yeah. We got one last thing to talk about. Uh, for all our baseball listeners out there, we haven't really talked baseball in a while. But um, there have been two names on the free agency market that just flat out didn't sign a deal this season. And, uh, well, now they've been signed. And... Uh, Two of them, or these two guys, they are uh, both very good, which is kind of amazing that it took them till June to actually get signed. So, the first on this list, because it's going to be not necessarily the smaller one, but there's really less to talk about, is uh, Dallas Keuchel, previously with the Houston Astros. Now with the Atlanta Braves, he signed a one-year $13 million deal. Just a solid deal for the Braves, really. I mean, Keiko's making yeah. his money. The Braves get a stud pitcher that is on a nice young team that's got playoff ambitions. And that, yeah. Nothing. I think, um, I think it's a good deal for the Braves. I think this one makes sense. I think Atlanta, um, they're obviously, they're young and they want to push for postseason success now so I mean I know Keiko's not exactly the youngest but I mean he's only help. he's 31 so he's still got some years left yeah of course but... that's a very good signing I tell you yeah I think it was a yeah, I think it's a pretty right. safe uh, pretty safe contract here so moving on to uh the one with more discussion to really talk to. Uh, 
Craig Kimbrell, former closer for my Boston Red Sox. All right, Dan and... Brosky. All right, well, okay, Bryce. Uh, has signed a three-year, $45 million deal with the Chicago Cubs. This is just this is ridiculous. Yeah, Bryce. When you were playing, I don't like this deal. Is he a finesse legend? We're about to find out if he's a finesse. Uh, Yeah. Well, right now he got option to the Iowa Cubs. It looks like. So he's in Triple A ball right now. Well, yeah, because he hasn't hasn't, played. Yeah, he hasn't pitched. So he hasn't pitched since the World Series. So yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. I don't mind that. But like. Man, I don't understand. Three years. Why not just give him this in the free agency? I think he like, realized that teams weren't going to go for his asking price because he wanted a six-year deal or something with around, about the same average annual value. So I'm guessing when he realized no team was going to want to give him a six-year deal, he went for the next best thing, and I guess the next best thing was a three-year $45 million deal. I, I don't know, man. This seems like a desperate move. I know the Cubs, um, ever since getting getting robbed by the Yankees, uh, they just haven't really had a closer, per se. I guess adding Kimbrel um, makes sense right now, but if he doesn't work out, that's a really bad deal. Yeah, Kimbrel, I mean, he was a great closer in Boston, but he definitely did not make it uh, open and shut. He would not just come in, throw nine strikes, and end the game. Uh, there were a lot of games, especially during the playoffs, where he would, you know, load the bases up, one out, and then he'd have to pitch himself out of a jam. And uh, most of the time he'd still pull it off, but they didn't call him Cardiac Craig for nothing. He gave us heart attacks, especially during the playoffs. I don't know, man. It's just a risky deal that I personally wouldn't have done, but... If it works yeah. out, it works out. Yeah, I I totally agree with that as well. We'll see if he can live up to it or become a finesse legend. <laughs> what this is. Add him to the thread, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. All right. I think that anything to talk about, or is that it? I think that's that should be good. All right. That's going to do it for episode 43 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at ENMQ6, spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Briz, I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. And, of course, if you want to follow our guest this episode, Stryka, you can follow him on Twitter at Nation 24 underscore. He won't follow back. He's verified. <laughs> oh, stop. Yes, I, I, might, I might. You know. If your tweets don't suck. No, I'm just saying, you seem cool, yeah, sure. That's all. <laughs> be very intimidated by his checkmark. Oh, no, don't be intimidated by me at all. I promise you. But, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on again. I appreciate it. It's our pleasure, man. It's always yeah. a pleasure to have you on. Absolutely, man. It's great. Love the podcast, man. Thank you so much. All right, yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you for listening, and have a good day.